the things that I've taken away from this most is we're here to be us and we're here, we've incarnated in this lifetime for a specific reason and I think it's really easy to get stuck in, in this sort of comparison game. You are listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. I am your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you joining me on this journey where we explore the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our bodies and minds. I will be joined by inspiring leaders, healers, visionaries, creators, and disruptors in every sense of the word. With each episode, we will aim to challenge opinions, ask questions, and unpack the topics around intentional living that you are most curious about. Welcome to the Lifetime Podcast. Hi, Joanna. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited for you to be on the podcast today. We are talking about human design. Michelle is a human design coach who teaches those wishing to learn the human design system and translates the wisdom of this system for her clients and all kinds of soulful explorers out there looking to understand who they came here to be. She's the creator of the Heart-Centered Human Design course, which is designed for anyone looking to learn more about their type, learning to decode their chart, and taking a deep dive into their energetic blueprint through human design. I'm new to human design, so I'm going to be learning alongside you and Michelle today. But enter Michelle and (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into this this mystical, can I call it mystical system? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Why not? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. So I got into human design about four years ago, and I was just going through a really weird time just trying to figure out who I was. And I happened to listen to a podcast about human design. I've always been really interested in, I guess, mystical things. I'm fascinated by astrology. Um, I've had my charts, my chart read and my family's chart read. And I'm always blown away by how accurate these things are. And I came across human design and in this podcast and started looking into my own chart and I just could not believe how accurate it was. And it really helped me to, I think deep down, I maybe you know who you are, but sometimes through our experiences in life, we might lose our way or not be as connected to our like most authentic selves. And learning about my chart gave me so much more permission to be me. And it really helped me to reflect on where I was like being true to myself and the parts of my life that, you know, maybe I needed to look at to come back to a place where I felt more comfortable, like being who I was. And yeah, it was just so fascinating. I just became so hooked on it. And when I studied life coaching, I then decided to combine the two because a lot of my clients would come to me and say, I'm trying to figure out who I am. And their blueprint would be the perfect place to start. That's amazing. It's, I mean, like I said, I'm new to it, but here on the Lifetonic podcast, as you may already know, we love to discuss all kinds of things that 
tools and via astrology or all kinds of different methods that help you really take a deep dive and explore the areas of you that perhaps you wouldn't. Yeah. And it's all about self-knowledge. And going back to what you were saying about understanding and finding your purpose, I think any person that you ask will probably, I would say, 90, I'm 90% sure, would say, I'm trying to figure out what I'm here to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's really one of these ideas that is central to human design and it's such an amazing place to start. So I can't wait for you to talk us through some of the bits to know, like in a nutshell. Have you, I mean, alongside yourself, have you encountered other people whose lives have been transformed by understanding their human design, like a breakthrough? Yeah, I have. I think uh, actually uh, one client really springs to mind in particular um, who is the same type as you? She's a manifesting generator, and um, when we, when I read her chart, it really gave her that permission to be herself. And although the chart, you know, the chart isn't going to tell you you should be a doctor or you're going to be a veterinarian in this lifetime, what the chart shows is your inherent gifts and your talents. And it helps you see your vulnerabilities and enables you to sort of gives you power to step into those vulnerabilities. And what really happens, I think, is when I read for a client, it gives that client a sense of freedom and a sense of self, which they may not have had before. And when we can step into like a more authentic version of ourselves and we make decisions based on what's best for us and who we really are, it just creates a much more positive ripple effect in our life. And so with this client, she had felt as though she should be sort of honing in on one particular skill in her life. She was doing a job that wasn't leaving her feeling fulfilled. And she was incredibly creative and was interested, you know, as a manifesting generator like yourself, she was interested in lots of different things. And she was being told by people around her that, you know, she should be doing X, Y, and Z and ticking these boxes off her list, which was ultimately leaving her feeling incredibly stressed and unfulfilled. I think because she knew deep down inside that she wanted to do all of these different things. And what happens with a lot of manifesting generators is that they're basically told that, you know, you have to stick to one thing in life. And it's actually natural for you to follow all the different things that light you up. And she wasn't. And having that validation that actually that is who she really is and that how she'd been feeling was right for her just enabled her to then go and make decisions that stopped her from doing the things that weren't fulfilling her and ultimately with a you know like yourself as a manifesting generator you when you're not like following all the things that you love it can lead to burnout because you're using this sacral life force energy which comes from the sacral center and you're using it to do things that don't make you happy and that ultimately drains your energy and leaves you feeling low, lost, confused. So I think just knowing that for her enabled her to make changes in her life that were incredible. That's so amazing. I think we'll talk about the types just because you mentioned it now and your client happens to be the same type as me. Yeah. 
I'll tell you a little bit about when I first heard about human design. A friend of mine spoke to me about it. This is probably, we're talking five, six years ago. I did it with her and I didn't do the chart that we'll talk about later, which is the body graph. Yeah. I did, you know, the usual little quiz that you do online and it spits out a type and it Mm -hmm. tells you you're this. And I remember reading and thinking as much as I'm also fascinated by astrology and astrology really does give you that sort of self-introspective area to explore Yeah. through your planets, through your unique chart, understanding what that means for you, your development. The human design experiment on my end was a little bit like, whoa, that was such an aha moment for me because it made me think back, realizing that the times that I felt most unfulfilled was when I suppressed the parts of me that were me and where I tried to be on a linear path because that was what was expected. And deep down, I'm really, really grateful that I'm able to recognize that now. It never played out like that for me. There was always something that came into my life that disrupted that linear path that was actually making me really unhappy to begin with. Yeah, wow. And it it took me years to realize that this happened for a reason. Like in hindsight now, I'm like, this was actually my call. Yeah. To realize that this was probably not where I was meant to be. Rewinding back to the origins of human design, Ibiza springs to mind. Yeah. Can you talk talk <laughs> me through the history of it? Because for someone who's hearing this for the first time, yeah. they're probably like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I first heard this story, I'm very open-minded. So I believe anything is possible. And I truly believe that we know um, what we know and we know what we don't know. But we also don't know what we don't know. So when I heard this story, I was like, wow. But, you know, we don't know what we don't know. So this could be true. It was a really like the system was basically transmitted in a mystical experience to this guy called Robert Allen Krakoa, who went to Ibiza. He was, I think, a newspaper salesman and he took some time out from his job and went to Ibiza from the States in um, 1987. And he came home one night to find this bright light in his house and basically went into some sort of trance for eight days where this system was transcribed to him so I mean hearing that is like wow absolutely wild and when I first heard it I was like okay that seems um pretty intense but then when you look at your chart and it's so spot on it's like well why could that not be true? Because I've read for loads and loads of people and I haven't had one person say to me, that doesn't resonate with me. Every time I read a chart, everyone says, that is exactly who I am. Like, that's incredible. And so this system is just, I mean, the how it came about is absolutely wild. And actually, I think he was, my understanding from like reading about him, um, he changed his name to Ra Uruhu. But when he first uh, came out of his trance, I don't think he actually did anything with it. I think he was so um, blown away. And there was actually a period of time before he actually sat down and created this system that we now use today, which is how we're able to get our own body graphs. 
But basically, the system is a mix of astrology, um, the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system. And it goes much deeper than that as well. It's also about like neutrinos and, you know, the planets and imprint of the planets, like the energetic imprint and where the planets are when we're born. It's a really, really deep system. And so when I read for clients, what we really start with is their energy type, their authority and strategy. Because the idea is that the chart that you read is your own energetic blueprint and it shows your unique energies and the difference between the energies that we create versus the energies that like we take in from the world around us. And because there's so much in the chart, it's really about trying to get back to you know who you were born to be and that takes a lot of deconditioning because obviously during our lifetime we go through experiences that we then take on you know a lot of conditioning and we perhaps act out of alignment with our own design so we start with the energy type strategy and authority because those are the three things that really are key in sort of starting you on that path to like embodying your you you know your most authentic self wow that's it really is a really complex system from what I've seen and what I gather from also reading about your work and and learning about things that you share yeah which by the way you do in a very comprehensive way thank you it combines all these systems Mm -hmm. and really at the core of it is peeling back the layers to the origin of you right so your purpose here so it even goes as deep as uncovering I guess your past lives or your your current incarnation yeah so there are two sides to the body graph and when you look at the body graph you will see a person in the middle with the centers and then On the right-hand side, you will see boxes with numbers and the planets in them. And that's like your personality design. So that's you in this lifetime, um, elements of you and your personality that you are conscious of. The left-hand side of the chart is what is known as the design side. And that is more about elements that are deep within you that you may not be conscious of, that perhaps you have also brought through with you um, from like an ancestral point of view. So it doesn't necessarily tell you about past lives. It's actually not really, it's actually meant to be more of a science. I think Ra Uruhu doesn't believe it was necessarily meant to, I mean, he's dead now, but my understanding of his view on it was that it, this is more of a science rather than a spiritual tool. But I think given the age that we're living in and the number of people that are increasingly open and interested in self-development from like a spiritual aspect as well this is an incredible tool to help you sort of look at look deep within and I think when you do do that you do uncover you know deeper things too. Can you talk me through and for everyone listening the different types which are known so there's five yeah under human design and then maybe in a nutshell just typically what those encompass maybe any you said also challenges because we'll talk about this as well but it shows you maybe the areas that are kind of open for (laughs) improvement yeah 
So there are five types and they are divided into two categories. So there are energy type and the non-energy type. And the generator and manifesting generator falls into the energy type and the projector, manifester and reflector fall into the non-energy type. And the reason why they're sort of sub-categorized is because the energy types have a defined sacral. So this is one of the nine centers in the chart. And if you're looking at the chart, it's the second square up from the bottom. And this sacral center basically connects us to life force energy. So being an MG yourself, you have this consistent access to this life force energy. So those are like, that's the immediate difference between the the two sort of subcategories of types. But our type isn't like our personality. It reveals on like a much deeper level how we operate energetically. So it's it kind of expresses like our unique auric frequency, because basically the idea is that the energy types, without even talking to someone in a room, our auras speak to each other. And the way that the different types communicate is different. So that's why they have sort of like their own like ways that they express themselves. And that's why they have their own, each type has its own strategy, which is kind of how um, the aura interacts with the world. So as I said before, the generators and um, manifesting generators will always have a defined sacral and the other three won't. So with the generator, you can tell by looking at a chart because they have a defined sacral, but they have no direct connection um, or definition between any of the four motor centers and the throat center. So the different centers, there are nine different centers in the chart. The different centers um, have different relationships, different like um, they mean different things, like they're related to the chakra system. But originally in the original chakra system, there would have been seven sort of of the main chakras. And what happened was there was believed to have been sort of like a cosmic shift in 1781. And that sort of progressed us from being seven centered beings to nine centered beings. So basically our awareness expanded. There are out of the nine centers, there are four motor centers. These are like centers that create like energy. They have a different type of energy to the other centers. So with the generator, they'll have a defined sacral, but there won't be like a direct connection to the throat center. Whereas with you being a manifesting generator, the difference is that the manifesting generator has the defined sacral but they'll also have a direct connection between a motor center and the throat for example so that's how you can tell the difference and the thing with generators and manifesting generators is that they're really here in this lifetime to do what they love and when they're doing what they love they create this sort of life force energy the difference between you and a generator is that you're really here to explore life through various different avenues and like interests that inspire you So you're like very multi-passionate and like a multi-talented type. And this energy as an MG, you have the energy that enables you to like master the things that you like really quickly. But often you, you might feel like manifesting generators grow up feeling as though there may be something wrong with them because they can't stick to one thing. And in society, we are conditioned to sort of follow a certain path and stick to one thing. And you are often told to choose like a passion or career 
and actually you're born to be a multitasker and you have the energy to efficient like efficiently work on multiple interests and projects at any one time whereas the generator will choose one thing that they really love and that they will work on that and that will create that life force energy so that's kind of like the difference between the two types um, of the ones that have defined sacral energy and in human design we have a not self feeling which is basically the i guess the universe telling us that we are not acting in alignment like with who we truly are and so for generators and manifesting generators like yourself when you're feeling frustration that's a sign that you're actually you need to maybe course correct or look at what you're doing and seeing what isn't serving you as soon as you feel that feeling of like satisfaction that's a sign that you're acting in alignment like with your energetic type. Does that resonate? Oh, absolutely. Everything you just said (laughs) is incredibly mind-blowingly accurate. And it goes back to even how we started today's call, actually. That's exactly (laughs) what we were talking about this morning. Yeah. How about you? What, What is your type? So I'm a projector. So I'm one of the other three, which has no defined sacral. So projectors, manifestors and reflectors have inconsistent access to that energy. So actually, we leverage energy and amplify the energy of your type and generators to help us like execute whatever it is that we're working on. But like projectors have come here to kind of be guides in some way. Projectors tend to be, they have like an aura that basically is able to like see into other people. So often with projectors, they can see what would work really well for other people, but not necessarily for themselves. One of their biggest things to learn in this lifetime is to recognize themselves for who they are. So we don't have that consistent access to energy. And then the other two types that are this uh, also don't have that consistent access to the sacral life force energy are the manifester and the reflector and the manifest is really interesting because it's the only type out of the five that is able to initiate so all of the other types other than the manifester their strategy which is how we interact in the world is all about kind of waiting or responding to things whereas the manifester has a really sort of like trailblazing I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this now kind of energy they sort of have an idea and they run with it and they have this initiating energy So their strategy is kind of to inform people, to tell people what they're doing. And the reflector is the only type that has no centers defined. So if you looked at the body graph of a reflector, none of the centers, the shapes in the in the chart would have any energy. And they've kind of incarnated in this lifetime to to be the, they're like the person in the middle of the community who feeds back and reflects on how everyone else is doing. And so the thing with human design is, even though it's an incredible tool to like learn about ourselves, what it can really do as well is give us an understanding and awareness of like the people around us and how they best operate. And the five types, like they work together really well because they actually have a really good relationship. So if you had like a team of of each say of each type you would have the manifester who would have the like the idea and they would be like right this is what we're going to do and they would sort of inform the people around them and tell them what they were doing and then you know if 
that felt right for the generator or the manifesting generator, they'd be like, okay, great. We want to help with that. Like we'll take on this task and we'll execute that task. The projector would be like the guide or the project manager and they'd be able to oversee the project and see where like things could be refined or done better or where changes could be made. And then you'd have the reflector who'd be kind of like, I guess maybe like HR, they'd be sort of feeding back how everyone's feeling and how everyone's doing and (laughs) tweaking things based on like the collective energy. So in terms of like relationships and stuff, knowing how, even just knowing each other's type is so beneficial to understanding like who has sustained energy, who needs time out to have a rest and recharge. So yeah, it's such a complex system, but it does tell us so much and it can be used in ways other than just learning about ourselves. That's incredible. Yeah, it is knowledge for also, you know, your environment and the people in your immediate environment. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that they all complement each other because because we just wouldn't get anything done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess you do need, and it's, it goes back to, you know, everyone is here to, to fulfill their purpose and to step into that power that's unique to them, realizing that there's people and there's people and everyone has their unique path and yeah. strengths and weaknesses. And Absolutely. that kind of brings me to when I was looking at my chart, which obviously I cannot read by myself, um, the body graph <laughs> and, for anyone who wants to look at it, they can do a free one online, also through your website, and then you offer readings if, if people yeah. wish to go you know, a little bit further into understanding it. What wasn't clear to me and what was, I guess, new to me was those open centers. So for me, it was almost those messages of like attention, you know, like this is this is where you need to think about a shortcoming. And all of them were so accurate for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well the you know, where there's color in the chart is basically showing us like energy that's inherent to us and the centers that are open or are white are open or undefined. So, you know, you have inconsistent access to that energy. But the great thing about that is it doesn't necessarily mean that there are things wrong in those centers. Because you have those centers undefined, you actually really get to experiment and taste test, I guess, life in lots of different ways. Because when you are around someone, so say for you, you've got an undefined heart center, which is all about like will, like willpower, for example. Um, It doesn't mean that you don't have good willpower, but what happens is you, so I have that center defined. So if we were together, you would be able to experience and experiment with how I use that willpower. And then you could be around someone else who has that center defined and experience how they use that willpower. So really the centers are the ones that are open and undefined are an incredible source of wisdom. And it allows you to experience the world in, in different ways. But there are also centers where we can take in conditioning because we can be led to, you know, if you're if you're growing up and you're around certain centers that are defined and you don't have that, you may grow up thinking that that's how you should be. But actually, you're there to experience those centers 
in different ways and sort of take what works for you and rather than feel like you should do it in a set way, if that makes sense. Whereas the centers that you have defined, that's where you experience it in a more consistent way. Yeah, that makes way. total sense. It's, it's so, again, fascinating. I've used the word so many times in our <laughs> conversation, but it also yeah. feeds off the idea of, you know, your energy body and yeah. your chakras and I've talked a lot about chakras, your energy centers here on, on the podcast. Yeah. It sometimes can be that different people will have certain imbalances that manifest in certain ways. So is it the yeah. same in human design? What happens is you can take in energy of others and you can have high or low expressions of that center. So for example, with the heart center, you may act from a place of feeling like you need to prove yourself to others when you're in the low expression of the heart center. But when you're in the high expression, it's actually about reframing that and understanding that actually you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. So as you know, with that center, maybe you might feel as though you do have to prove yourself to other people. But really, and that's what happens in a reading is when we talk about these open centers, and we talk about the high and low expressions of them, someone will say, gosh, yeah, I feel like I constantly like have to prove myself to like my mom or my dad. And we then that's where like coaching is a really useful tool to come in, because then we can look at like ways in which that person can move from, you know, a low expression into a high expression. So for the heart center, for example, how can they feel that healthy sense of self-worth? It's also a center where being like competitive can be a negative thing. So competitive or overachieving to like approve like prove your worth when you're in the low expression so it's about looking at that and putting things in place or looking within to see like why do you feel that way why do you feel like you have to overachieve like what happened maybe there's something that happened when you were younger that's led you to feel that you have to overachieve and how can we get you to a place of like feeling as though you have nothing to prove so it's it's not the same as um, like the chakra system or I know like when I've had Reiki before, the lady who's done my Reiki will point out where there are imbalances and in some ways they do resonate the same, but there are also like with human design, it's more about, um, I guess what I try and do when I read the chart is find like practical ways and things that we can implement in our lives to help move from this low expression to the high higher expression of the center yeah that, that makes, makes so much sense um because i was just trying to think to my chart it really like i said resonated so much but then it's your high expression is this and your low expression is this and it's about reframing and your possibility to elevate that potentially lower expression yeah. for me yeah. interestingly enough and i don't know if you you've had this or you've experienced it <laughs> it's i had something about the solar plexus center and it was okay. about confrontation well avoiding confrontation and truth but to the point where i have almost sometimes felt in those situations of you know potential confrontation mm -hmm. with anyone around me it will hurt in my body, which oh, is wow. so crazy. And then the next thing will be my throat, you know, and yeah. that's my that's my strong point is someone yeah. being suffocated by another fear. Yeah, because you can't get the emotions out. So they get trapped in which your is throat. something I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I mean, I have the opposite of you. I don't have a defined throat, um, but I have defined emotional, a defined emotional center. And I have the same, you know, the centers do work together. And, um, you know, I think when you work on one, it ultimately helps the entire energetic body to work better. And I also, my, the lady who does my Reiki, and I've had it with a few different Reiki women who've said to me, you have trapped energy in your throat and I can feel it when I have to get something out and I or I'm struggling with something it's like I can feel something in my throat and it's like lodged in there and I can't get it out it's interesting it is so interesting interesting. yeah I guess tuning in to your body and you can just become more aware and of course yeah those tools that help you dive a little further but one other thing that is in in the body graph is Mm -hmm. the planets and we yeah. love our planets, at least I do. I look to the planets for guidance all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what is their role in the body graph? What What are they telling us in human design? So the planets are basically, it's almost where, it's like a snapshot almost of where the planets are in the sky when we're born and when there's another way to view the body graph which is the mandala and that shows all of the gates so it's got the body graph in the middle but then it's like a wheel going around the outside of it with all of the different gates and so what it shows is where the planets are um, in the gates when you're born. The reason why we've got the design side on the left is because they say that your soul comes into your system before you're actually born and so when that soul enters your system that's your design date Um, and so that's why you've got that design side and that's where you see where the planets are at, at that moment in time and so what the planets do and like the sun the moon and the nodes is they show how we express the gates so the gates are like parts of the essence of who we are our personality parts of who we are and the different planets will express that. So for you, for example, your personality sun gate, which is basically like the light that like we shine um, on the world. It's like our own light that we shine is all is in gate five. And gate five is all about timing. So your life is all about like basically waiting for the right time and learning patience. Um, it's about, you know, becoming comfortable with waiting for the right moments to act. That's where like your authority comes in. So your, your authority is sacral. So how you make decisions is using your gut. So you ask yourself, um, the sacral center is a very binary center. So it's, should I go to the shops? Yes or no? Should I go for a walk? Yes or no? Should I have coffee or tea? Coffee or tea? There's always one of two answers. It's not an open-ended center doesn't um, process open-ended questions. And like, you'll get a feeling in your stomach or like in that area, if it's like a yes or a no. And if it's not a yeah, if it's not a hundred percent a yes for you, it should be a no. So with your son in gate five, it's really about using that authority to like line yourself up with the universe's timing and knowing when the right time to act is. Um, and for you, I also, I, I don't have this, this isn't my personality sun gate, but 
Gate five is also about having a natural connection to timing. So you're probably someone who quite likes routines. I, I see that you do like meditations in the morning, for example. So, you know, this is all about like trusting like your own sense of timing in this lifetime and knowing that that's kind of like what you've come here to add to the world, like showing that timing is like important and it's really important for you as well. Some people like don't really need routines or rhythms in their day, but actually for you, it it's a really positive thing. And so the different planets can show us different things. Like Earth shows us like where we like ground and find balance. Like the moon is our driving force. So they're not the exact same as like uh, traditional astrology in some ways, even though the Earth in astrology, my understanding is that that is quite a grounding and balancing kind of energy. I know that the moon in astrology is more about like emotions, whereas this is like what drives us. And so they all just add like another layer or flavor to the chart. So we can read all about the gates, but when we look at the um, planets, we can see like what flavor that contributes to the overall chart itself. Yeah, there's just so much there's to look so at. Much. Yeah, <laughs> it's mind blowing. Yeah, it is mind blowing. And that's a really good place to, to start everything that you've just said. So I mean, thank you for condensing it. I guess what I've learned from also from your work is you've got I mean, your chart shows what you, I guess, consciously can access. So really mm-hmm. that power that you can harness throughout your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also what's going on below the surface. And this is when it goes a little bit, you know, gets even more and more complex, like we said, the layers and that's below your level of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And below your level of consciousness. And I think it also, you know, it validates sometimes things that you are maybe not 100% aware of, but might encourage you to step into that part of you that you haven't been fully embracing too which I think is so is really powerful because I think as people we interact with other people all the time and I kind of think when like I read this really great quote which was uh when you change yourself you change the world and it's not um what I took from that isn't you're changing yourself to be like better or to be like someone else it's more like when you embrace yourself for who you are and you step into that that can create that like ripple effect for other people around you to like embody more of who they are rather than feeling like who they should be it's really an amazing tool and it would I mean I'm very grateful to have come across you and your work because it's not something that you know you can learn overnight just like just like astrology I mean but it just gives us that insight that I think a lot of people again you said this in the beginning of our chat are craving because as humans I guess we are designed to crave meaning and to try and connect the dots sometimes perhaps where there are none but it is that leading to that collective enlightenment that is needed (laughs) yeah definitely I think given what's going on in the world right now and people being at home more and possibly people being on their own more has created space for reflection. Being with your thoughts and 
So I think that has prompted people to seek confirmation of who they are or they've decided because they've had that time on their own that right now is the time to really, you know, take the bull by the horns and like get to grips with who I am and, you know, figure out who I am. Because, you know, if you think about it from a practical point of view, I think now a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands, less people are actually traveling into the office than they were before and so even that means that people have more time at home they don't have that commute they have more time to dedicate to things that they like doing or perhaps they're interested in so I've definitely seen a rise in people looking to explore who they are the ultimate question I think that I wanted to ask you as well is Sometimes when you look at the types, it'll tell you, oh, th- this many famous people are like this. In terms of famous people, do they sort of embody their types? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the one that really surprised me was Barack Obama. He's a projector. And I found that incredible because with projectors, they have that inconsistent access to sacral energy. And I mean, I don't know anything about living and being a president, but from like maybe things that I've seen on Netflix and just watching the news, it it is obviously such an incredibly high powered job. And I can't imagine that they get much sleep. So it's he was a surprise to me because a generator has that consistent access to energy. And in the past, like kings and queens have tended to have been manifestors, for example, because they've got that energy to initiate and sort of lead the way. So I found him really interesting. But equally, you know, it also makes sense him being a projector because as someone in power, he's there to guide people and figure out better ways of doing things. So he does embody that in terms of being a projector and having been, you know, president of the United States. So that's a fascinating one. I also didn't know. Yeah, it's important to not get too bogged down in the whether you have a defined or undefined sacral. So I have grown up, you know, I grew up thinking if someone had asked me what I thought I was, I would have probably said generator just because I am always on the go. But having learned that I'm a projector has not stopped me from being busy. What it has enabled me to do is to tap into that knowing of when enough is enough and stopping myself from burning out and knowing that actually to um, benefit in the long term it's actually better for me to stop now and I mean that is still a process that I'm going through they say it takes seven years to decondition and you know as a projector I'm fully aware that I don't embody the full projector life as much as I should all the time so with human design what I try and get across to my clients is you know do the best that you can we live in modern day society and so you know, take what you can from it and implement as best as you can. But it ultimately, you know, it's an experiment. And so you will find what works best for you because we're all so different, aren't we? So I like to try and make it a much more kind but practical tool that can, you know, add to our lives rather than leave a client feeling like, oh gosh, I should do this, I should do this. It's actually start with what resonates with you and work with that first and take it bit by bit because even though the types are quite um, specific in how they use their energy like as we've seen in this podcast there are just so many layers to the chart 
So even though you are a certain type, you can have two generators and they can be completely different just because of all of the other things that go on in their charts. It's just a guidance, I guess, the same way paralleling against to the against the, the astrology um, yeah. talk. You have your horoscope that you can read in the paper and some people will say, this is really true for me. And you're the same sign as me, but it doesn't make sense. And then it actually goes so much deeper into your chart, your individual alignments, and so on and so forth. So this this is kind of when you really share it with so much compassion, and it's about looking within. And actually, it's the empowerment bit of it is not trying to fix yourself, but looking at how you can be better for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that I've taken away from this most is we're here to be us and we're here, we've incarnated in this lifetime for a specific reason. And I think it's really easy to get stuck in, in this sort of comparison game, given especially like how prolific social media is now. And I think we spend more time on our phones than ever. So how can we use the chart to just, you know, be ourselves and not feel like we have to be someone else or do what other people are doing and find ways to be more compassionate and kind to ourselves and actually accept ourselves for who we are rather than who we feel we should be. I mean, I think that in itself can be you know a lifelong lesson small little changes add up to you know add up positively overall so that's kind of like one of the things that I really try to get across to clients I can't believe you said it takes seven years (laughs) (laughs) having told me how time is my thing it really is I either always feel like I'm running out of time or I don't have enough time yeah (laughs) And it's funny, you picked up on the fact that I try and incorporate routine because for me, I need that. Otherwise, I always want to just do everything in one day. (laughs) I get that, especially as as an MG, you've got like lots of plates spinning. But I think for you, it's just in many ways for all of us in different ways, it's all about surrendering. And for you, it's really about surrendering to divine timing and using your your gut instinct to tell you when is the right and wrong time to do things. I mean, thank you. Thank you for all this, for sharing your knowledge. And I mean, even scraping the surface of this amazing system. And to round it off, I want to ask you where people can go and what you offer in terms of readings. Um, I know you have a course that's just started, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I offer readings. It's like a 30 page document which goes in depth into like the gates and um, the centers, your type, your strategy, your authority. We talk a bit more about your profile which is, you know, how we um, learn in this lifetime. And we look at your incarnation cross, which is a bit about like your karma and your role to play. That's what I cover in sort of readings and um, the email readings too. And then, yeah, I'm just starting a course now, which um, is all about teaching type, strategy, authority, and the nine centers and the wisdom from the centers as well um, in kind of like a heart-centered way. So it's all about looking at human design in a way that enables us to sort of expand our self-awareness and create transformation, but in a way that's like compassionate and kind. It's 
it's aimed at people who want to explore their human design, but also you could walk away from that course being able to look at a chart and do a like a good foundational reading, you know, looking at someone's chart and saying, oh, Joanna's a manifesting generator and this is how she expresses her throat um, center, for example. So if you wanted to become a human design reader, it would be like a great place to start. But also if you want to understand yourself more and go on like a journey of exploring who you are, it's also like intended to support that person too. Wonderful. Well, Thank you again. And as always, I will link all of those useful resources and things we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. So people can go check you out, your website, as well as your Instagram, which is really pretty. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I've loved it.